Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beauty Needs Me. We are giving you our third solo episode today. I'm Duni Odumasu, and we have Talia Griffin. Today's episode is all about sunscreen. We are going to be talking about the ingredients. We're going to be talking about the different types of sunscreen, who needs to wear it, whether or not Black people need it, which seems to be like this long-standing myth. I'm going to just put it out there right now. It's a long-standing myth. Um, and we'll talk about the products that we're currently using. Yay. And we have video. And we have video. <laughs> we're testing which, out the video. Which may or may not be released. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right. So, Talia, with sunscreen, have you always used sunscreen? No. What? <laughs> When did you start? Um, when? Like last night? No. Um, so actually, okay. So I've always used sun oil. Do you know what sun oil is? No. What is great stuff? Tanner? Okay. So so you remember how I told you? <laughs> so Yo, you whenever were... you whenever you hit me with the okay, so I already know. <laughs> okay, keep this. <laughs> You remember how I told you when I was younger? Yeah. Um, I grew up dark skin, right? I grew up feeling dark skin. And so as, as I got okay. older, right? As I got older, I started to get lighter. Like I just started to get lighter, okay. right? Okay. Like, I don't know if I was darker as a child from just being out in the sun all the time. But mm -hmm. as I started to get older, I realized that I wasn't as dark as I used to be, right? Okay. So, however... My goals have always been clear. I've always been, you know, trying to be an American Naomi Campbell. So <laughs> I- so You going to get dark. <laughs> oh, I lay in the sun, right? So typically I use like a sun oil. Uh, I okay. can't even think of the brand. It's like, you know, one of those regular brands, um, right. but it has SPF eight. Literally. Oh, you for real, for real. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like it's so, it, it's such a low Is that SPF. Even on the market still? It can't be because I feel like the regulations have changed. Oh no, it's still on the market. It's a sun oil. <laughs> it's not a sunscreen. It's a That's sun okay. oil. Yeah, right? yeah. So it just helps you tan. But I always wanted like a little bit of SPF because I was like, you know, black people, we should have a little bit. Eight is fine. A good measure. Obviously, eight was not fine. Right. But that's what I've been doing for years, like years till this day. I have a balcony. I lay out naked in my sun oil, like <laughs> rotating. What floor is your apartment on? It don't even matter. Yeah, if you want to show, show, I'm here for the people, okay? So <laughs> <laughs> Leo had demon time. She must have had her only fans. <laughs> I am on the sixth floor and I'm like in the back. So like you can't see me unless you're like in right. the in the back. I don't know. I don't know what people could see. No one has rung the doorbell. <laughs> I'm trying to get an even tan. <laughs> All right. So at what point did you transition from SPF eight and sun oil to using actual sunscreen? It was two years ago. Two or oh, three wow, years ago. Okay. It's it's really recent. Um yeah, maybe like two or three years ago, because my idea was always that the number of the sunscreen, yeah, like 
the higher that number is, the less likely I am to be Naomi Campbell. So I was like, I can't uh, use all this sunscreen. It's stopping it. the sun from, you know, doing its thing, doing its thing. Um, got it. Did you believe that black people needed sunscreen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've always felt like we need it. Again, I think maybe because I have a light-skinned mama, it was like, you always need sunscreen. Um, mm. But as I become an adult, I do my own damn thing, and I was <laughs> using eight. <laughs> I was like, mama just tried to hold me back. <laughs> From being dark. From being dark. Like, no, I was like, I, I was only using eight. Um, yeah. But I can actually tell you the product that changed everything, like the, the product that got me to use SPF on my face because I never use it on my face was Laura Mercier. It's okay. Like a tinted moisturizer. Moisturizer, yes. That used to be like the ghost. It has SPF. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was first. Uh, but honestly, uh, I'm not interested in, you know, wearing tinted moisturizer or anything like at the beach. Agreed. Um, and then Glossier came out. And okay. Glossier's, I got it right here, Invisible Shield Daily Sunscreen, Broad mm. Spectrum SPF 35. Um, now, I know we're going to like get into it because it is a chemical yeah. sunscreen, but mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. the product that got me using sunscreen on my face, hands down. Why? And I, I what still about it? Um, so you know how they always say like the best sunscreen is the one that you actually use. <laughs> Okay. It's a very um, light consistency. So it feels like a light jelly, right? Okay. Hold on. Who, who says that? What? It's like a light jelly. Not a no, jam. Who, said, a who, light says, who says the best sunscreen is the one that actually, oh, because you said, you know how they say it? I said, yeah, and I thought about that. I was like, I don't know who says that because I've never said that. Everybody says that. All right, we're going to take your word for it. What's the um, SPF on it? 35. Okay, okay. SPF 35, but it has a very light texture. Like I'm really into like how texture. things feel. Yeah. Um, but when you put it on, it goes on easy. Like mm -hmm. it's the easiest, it's the easiest shit you ever put on your face. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. you don't, you could do it without a mirror. Hmm. Like you, you truly don't have to worry about it when you're applying it. It goes on really yeah. easy. Like the idea of like a white cast is like non-existent. It's the oh. easiest product to apply. Got it. Okay. So I would feel comfortable applying it every two hours at a beach yeah. or at a pool because I don't need anything when I do it. I simply yeah. rub it and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Now, <clears throat> I know that this product um, is a chemical sunscreen. Yeah. Um, and it has the active ingredients are... Avo benzone. I'm gonna call it Avo mm -hmm. for short, right? Mm -hmm. It got Avo, it got homosalate, and okay. octisalate. Okay. Yeah, yep. Uh, so I was looking them up. Those and are the approved. They're all approved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The approved. Approved. I think that's all UV UVB. Well, that's actually UVB and. Um, no, octosalate is for UVB, but all of those together mm -hmm. is, is sunscreen. Like in order to have sunscreen, you have all of those together as a, like, as an active ingredient to have a chemical sunscreen. 
Yeah, when I was looking it up, um, it said that avobenzone alone only offers about 30 minutes of protection. So it mm -hmm. has to be mixed with a stabilizer and the octisalate is the stabilizer. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I saw about homosalate is that according to safecosmetics.com, um, homosalate may impact your hormones, um, particularly the estrogen system. They did a study and they said that 54, I guess they used 54 mother-child pairs and 85.2% mm. of the breast milk samples had contaminated UV filters. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a very common thing with the chemical sunscreens is that they, because you put it into your skin, your skin is an organ, it does seep into your system. Yeah, so if I was breastfeeding, I guess this probably, I mean, granted, I would have to do more research on homosalate and how it affects breast milk, but yeah. if I never wanted to do any more research at all, I probably would just skip this sunscreen, yeah, because of, of that ingredient. Um, That's fair. As someone who, you know, got dry nipples currently with no babies, <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> Not not dry nipples as an unmoisturized. <laughs> as in as in a child is not latching on to your exactly. Exactly. Like her ashy nipples. I do not have ashy nipples yet. Start sending you some oil. Put that SPF eight on your nipples. Right. <laughs> you want no. to lather it down. No, let me stop. <laughs> But this this has always been uh, one of my favorite sunscreens. So I think if you're talking chemical sunscreens, Glossier yeah. is amazing for it. It's a good Abs one. Absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. Do you use a chemical sunscreen? I do. So I actually only use chemical sunscreens for a couple reasons. Um, well, first of all, when I was younger, I didn't think that Black people needed protection from the sun and, you know, I, I did it. I think it took me until I was, maybe, I was probably in my mid twenties when I actually started to use sunscreen. Um, but I went a long time being like, we don't really need it. I definitely held like upheld that ignorant um, <clears throat> myth. Mm -hmm. But um, so yes, I use the chemical sunscreens because they don't leave a white cast. Um, so that's why I use them. So there's, for the listeners, there's two different types of sunscreens or protection from the sun. So we're saying chemical sunscreens, um, which is sun, which is sunscreen, right? So which filters the UV rays. Some of the rays are kept out, some rays are let in, and then there's sunblock. And sunblock is considered to be a physical screen. And that actually reflects the light's the sun's rays from your skin. So as soon as the rays hit your skin, it just, it bounces back off so that they don't penetrate into your, um, into your skin at all. So that's why we said a few minutes ago that chemical sunscreens can seep in because it still lets some sun in, but it's literally a screen where those four or five ingredients that Talia previously mentioned just filters the UVA and UVB, which are considered to be the, um, the bad rays from entering your skin. So Also, chemical sunscreens um, are primarily made with synthetic ingredients, right? As opposed to mm -hmm. physical sunscreens. Yeah, but so that's, that's accurate. Um, 
physical sunscreens are titanium oxide, dioxide, excuse me, and um, zinc oxide. However, they're not used in their purest forms. So they are still synthesized before they're put into sunscreen or into sunblock. So it's actually considered an inorganic chemical compound. Mm -hmm. So that's not something I think that people typically um, realize because, you know, the active ingredient is, it's a mineral, but it's not used in its pure form. So it's still synthesized, it's still taken through some sort of a chemical process before it's put into, um, into the resulting product. Interesting. So I was reading an article, um, and so the National Eczema Association, mm -hmm. they recommend physical sunscreens for people, um, you know, with heat activated issues like mm -hmm. rosacea, um, mm -hmm. because apparently chemical sunscreens convert the UV rays into heat. And so that could have a negative effect on people with like heat activated issues. Interesting. Yeah. So. And you, so you mentioned something interesting. Well, not interesting. I mean, I guess it's interesting, but you said um, active ingredients versus inactive ingredients. Yeah. Uh, so just to let listeners know um, the difference. So sure. typically when you look at um, a sunscreen, so like I'm looking at the Glossier one, it has three active ingredients and then like 30 inactive ingredients. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um so active ingredients in cosmetic products are responsible for delivering benefits and, re and results. Yep. And the percentage and function of each active ingredient must be approved by the FDA. For sunscreen. For any, any active ingredient in a, in a cosmetic product? Question e mark? E no, not really. Not really? Just for sunscreen? Sunscreen is, is typically the big one, yeah. I mean, they have some guidelines, but sunscreen is really the big one that they that they regulate. Okay. Unless something has changed, I don't recall the products that I worked on previously having to go through any kind of FDA scrutiny. Scrutiny. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the and the inactive ingredients are product in products um, are the ingredients that the FDA does basically does not consider active, right? Right. Um, the FDA requires that inactive ingredients still establish a record of safety and should be yeah. listed in descending order of concentration if the concentration is at least 1% um, and any concentration lower than 1% can be listed in any order, which I yeah. think is just tricky as fuck because it's like if I'm looking at something and I see like, okay, the first five ingredients, can I, can I confidently say that those are the most active not active that that those are the ingredients that have the highest percentage and then after that is just whatever so i think it's it's a little tricky right when we're talking about active ingredients and active ingredients because everything plays a role in the resulting in the resulting product right so you have your active ingredients that are approved at a certain percentage and then what makes the product the product, like if we take your Glossier example, what makes the texture, right, what it is, is not the active ingredient. It's right. the other things that have been placed inside of, um, that have been placed in the formulation, right? Like water. It's like water, like whatever silicones are in there, whatever polymers they've placed in there, that's what gives it the slip, that's what allows it to 
um, feel good. That's what allows it to melt into yours. Um, so, so they, they really do go hand in hand. Okay. And the active ingredients are basically ingredients that change the appearance of the skin um, versus the inactive ingredients that just help support the active ingredients. So they, so, right. so that's kind of how they work together. Right? Exactly. Yeah. That's okay. where like the cosmetic science comes into, comes into play. Okay. It's, so like like, a balance, it's like a balancing act of figuring out how much of each needs to be added so that it works so that it comes with that desired so that that resulting product has the intended benefits. So like a uh, hyaluronic acid would be an active ingredient, but a preservative <laughs> like sorbic acid uh, would be like non-active, but you still need that preservative exactly. or else your shit exactly. is moldy. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be trashed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, what are the questions? Oh, yeah, so and I wanna, I wa sorry, I do want to, I want to clarify. I don't want to anyone to think that FDA does not regulate cosmetics. They do regulate cosmetics. Um, I'm just saying that there is a, um, that they don't require cosmetic products to be approved before they go onto the market. Well, that's so it's like, like, yeah, so like drugs, right? I work in, my nine to five is in the pharma industry. We can't put any of the drugs that we work on onto the market and sell it to people until it's been thoroughly reviewed by the FDA. But it's not the same for cosmetic products. So L'Oreal, Revlon, all these other um, cosmetic manufacturers, there are guidelines that they need to, you know, that they need to keep in mind. Um, but they don't need to submit anything necessarily to the FDA before it goes onto the market. But there's like guidelines of if you're if you're formulating a perm, you know you, the active ingredient probably should be no more than ten percent, right? So with sunscreen, I know that uh, or sunblock, you shouldn't have more than I think twenty five, thirty percent. Keep me I honest. Think it's twenty five. It is. Yeah. So FDA, where the FDA comes to place play is if they go to let's say CVS and they see a product on the shelf and the active ingredient is higher then they have the authority to pull those products off the shelf because you're not compliant. So when we look at at sunscreens um, and and sunblocks um, so for example um, the FDA gave the the grace the generally recognized as safe and effective designation to zinc oxide and titanium yeah. dioxide right so that's mm -hmm. where a lot of these like physical sunscreens are coming from um, yeah. but then all of these other ingredients in the chemical mm -hmm. sunscreens the FDA also said last year that they're all approved mm -hmm. so it's like how are they, I mean, you may not notice, but like, how do they decide, um, I guess, what, which ingredients, which active in ingredients to deem safe versus unsafe, even if something like, okay, homo saline, right? It's, you know, an 82% chance in this one study that it contaminated breast milk. But that's still deemed safe. It's like as long as you don't got breast milk, you know, like how are they? Yeah. There's certain thresholds. So and I don't know hundred percent, but but there are certain thresholds essentially that FDA will allow for. It's like and it's very similar to drug regulation where they 
there's always a risk of some sort, but if the benefit outweighs the risk, then they'll allow it, they'll allow it to, to be passed through. So it's, it's, it's kind of similar, but I don't want to, I don't want to say definitively because I'm not 100% sure. Um, I know a lot of the ingredients, though, they've essentially um, compiled data over years, which is what allows them to say, oh, you know, that, that silicone, okay, we know what dimethicone does. We, right. we, there's, there's years of, of data on dimethicone. It's been used in a number of products it's fine. Like, go ahead and use it. There's no need for us to see, you know, what you come up with. Okay. So what does the number on SPF mean? Recently, the FDA mm -hmm. suggested uh, at least 30, but no more than 50. No. So the number is how long it may take to get sunburn compared to not having sunscreen. So if you have SPF 15, that means that it would take 15 times as long for you to get sunburn compared to if you didn't have it on. If you have SPF 30, that means that compared to somebody who's not wearing it at all, it would take about 30 times as long for you to get sunburn. But by whose standards? I mean, because the amount of time it takes, you know, Becky to get sunburn versus me versus you are not the same. So like... General, so yeah, so that's what FDA, that's according to FDA standards and it's general, but you got to remember too, right? Like... Generally white or generally... <laughs> Well, sunburn, sunburn will present differently for everyone, you know, so it's probably generally white. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. And honest. All right. All right. So I probably don't need But, 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 but nah, see, because I knew, see, because you about to be trying to calculate, talking about, well, it take her... Da, da, da. So let me yeah. go ahead. That means I need SPF carry the one, add a white. <laughs> exactly. Track the black. Exactly. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I would still recommend. I mean, obviously, I am not a dermatologist, physician, or whatever, but I would still recommend going by what the numbers are on the product and allowing that to be your 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 guide. <laughs> So we about to be out here like, well, I mixed these two together, so now I got SPF 43. Cause look, look. Um, oh no. Okay. Okay. I'm using somewhere in between like 25 and 40 typically. Um, so the other chemical sunscreen I have is the Super Goop Glow Screen. That is one of my favorites. I don't think I use the Glow Screen. Um, I think I use the, is it everyday? Let me tell you right now. Maybe it is the glow screen. Is yours SPF 40? It's SPF 40 and the glow screen is like tinted. Oh no, I use the Unsun sunscreen, the Supergoop Unsun SPF 40, which I love. Okay, so let's, let's talk about that for a second. Um, uh -huh. Let's talk about yours. So okay. Unsun, is it a spray or is it? No. Lotion. It's a, it's a lotion. No white cast? No white cast. What's it feel not, like? It feels it. Um, you know what? It's not like super silky. It's it feels like a lightweight cream. Mm. Um, but it goes into my skin very easily. There's no oily residue. There's no. It's super lightweight. No white cast. Do you put it on it's over just, or under your makeup? I put it on under. Okay. But to be on, to be honest, I typically don't, if I'm wearing, I typically don't wear makeup like that. But if I do, 
Um, and I was, I was literally about to say, I don't really wear makeup when it's hot out, but I realized that would give the impression that I'm only wearing sunscreen. I'm when like, it's what, hot out, and what that's is not this accurate. lie you're about to tell? <laughs> it's, like, it's so bizarre how that lie just came. That's <laughs> not accurate at all. It was halfway out too. Um, it's under my, it's under makeup when I have makeup on. Okay. Like I literally put it on right after I put on moisturizer. Okay. So yeah. I have the Super Goop Glow Screen. Um, it's SPF 40. It's $36. Um, the active ingredients are avobenzone, mm-hmm. octisalate. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's a third little tricky one called octocrylene, and it has the highest percentage. So the, the avobenzone is 3%. Yeah. Octisalate is 5%. Octocrylene is 10%. Yeah. It's the um, most most highly stable of the UVB blockers. Interesting. And apparently um, it has like moisturizing effects, octocrylene. Mm-hmm. Um, but on its own, it has like weak sunscreen ability. So I guess that's yeah. why it has to be mixed with the, the AVO. So typically all of those, when we talk about the chemical sunscreens, everything that you mentioned, none of them can really be used on their own because they're it. not effective. So you'll typically find the four or five of them in some combination together. I mean, it's beautiful. Like it's beautiful as hell. <laughs> like it's so it's so bomb. Like I mean, I put it on before I leave the house, so yeah, I, I have the luxury of like making sure it's blended. Um, mm-hmm. Would I reapply? Yeah, don't play uh, yourself. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, <laughs> but. Um, but I know that Supergoop also sells like sprays. Yeah, I have the um, Supergoop highlighter stick, which I love. So when it's like dead of summer, I will put that on like my, what is it, decolletat, decollete. Mm-hmm. Um, I always mispronounce that word. I'll put it on my cheekbones, like anywhere that I would normally put highlighter. Okay. I use that that glow stick because it just gives like a little extra of so i actually do have a question um about some of the inactive ingredients in super goop so i noticed that they have glycerin and Mm. um sodium hyaluronic acid in the so yeah sodium hyaluronic acid in the um formula Mm -hmm. um and so sodium hyaluronic is the salt version of hyaluronic acid. It's a smaller molecule, which means it can penetrate the skin better. So it makes sense why to use it. Um, but why would you use it with glycerin, which is also a small molecule and they both deliver hydration? Mm. Like what's the point of like double down in on the same product? And from what I know, uh, glycerin is actually the better one, even though it's not like the popular ingredient. Yeah. That's a really good question. Hyaluronic acid, I feel like over the past two years has had a resurgence. Um, yeah. And so I don't, I don't have a really good answer for that other than a lot of it probably depends on the other ingredients that are there. So sometimes when you have one ingredient that has a particular property, like an ingredient that provides moisture, depending on what else you add to the formulation, it may kind of like dim the light on that ingredient. And sometimes instead of increasing the quantity of that ingredient, you'll add another one just to give it a little bit of a boost because two compounds in the presence of each other can kind of play off each other. So it just adds to that formulation. 
Interesting, because you know what I thought when I saw both of them? I was like, oh, this is what people mean by filler ingredients. Mm. And it's like, and it's like, I'm always weary of filler ingredients because I'm like, well, that's not a real thing. Like, who the fuck has the time to just be adding shit? That don't mean <laughs> but you know what? There's probably, I, I, I should have, I could have been, if I was better prepared, <laughs> I probably could have broken this down chemically. There's probably something about the structure of the compound. Um, that in the presence of some of those other ingredients, maybe it denatures it or, or something. There may be some sort of a chemical reaction that's happening. Um, so for instance, hyaluronic acid, right? That's an acid. So it has a oxygen hydrogen group on it or oxygen hydro bond on it as opposed to glycerin. There's probably something there chemically. That... Is that how you say it? Glycerin? Yeah. What did you I'm say? So, I'm so hood. Glycerin. <laughs> Glycerin. I, I didn't even pick that up. <laughs> glycerin. Oh, look, learn something. My whole life, I'm like, glycerin. Yeah. My bad. My no. bad. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that that's exactly what happens, but just, you know, hearing that question, it's possible. It's one of those two things. Okay. So, so that's good for people to know. Like, when you see ingredients and in, in formulas and you're like, well, these two things do the same thing nine times out of 10, there is probably some reason because there's, there's some chemical shit happening yeah. on the back end. <laughs> <laughs> Something on the back end. Something on the back end. Okay. Okay. Um, do you have any more? Oh, my super good glow screen. Um, so it's amazing. It's $36, uh, SPF 40. Um, it's a tinted sunscreen. And what I will say is that it's absolutely beautiful. Mm. It has so a really that's the difference between that and the unsun sun that you have. Yeah. That one's tinted. Okay. Yeah. It's tinted. Um, it's super beautiful. Like it gives you an actual glow. Um, mm. It's not subtle at all. Um, but as far as like a, a white cast, I don't get a white cast, but I know it definitely takes a minute to like sit. Like okay. when you look at it, you like, I don't know. But then if you give it like two minutes, <laughs> you'll be like, all right. Um, remind me, did you, you didn't try any spray on ones, did you? No. So okay. um, I wanted to try the super goop spray on one, but um, the reviews for the new nozzle, I guess they revamped it. Right. So my homegirl, she has the the super goop one that you spray and she's like she loves it it looks great under makeup it was great over makeup I was like perfect I'm gonna get that shit let me look at the reviews um people are like <laughs> pissed Livid. <laughs> how could you put this out <laughs> people are pissed because they revamped the design of the bottle and now this new nozzle just squirts out like piss like yeah it's not a mist it's just like hard I don't know <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, just that is such a thing, though, like with cosmetic formulations, you can have the best formula, the packaging could completely change it. Like mascaras. I know this is not a show about mascaras, but mascaras, the formulation is totally dependent on the wand that's being used. I mean, it, it just, mm. yeah, that's a whole nother topic, though. But so that's people, not surprising. Yeah. So people loved it um, before they you know, fucked around with the design. And now people are like, it would be great if it wasn't just squirting crazy. And, you know, if it was actually just like a mist, like it used to be. If it wasn't peeing on their face. Basically. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I decided to not get it. Yeah. 
Makes sense. Um, I'm going to wait for maybe they revamp the design one more time, go back to the original, maybe something um, better comes out. Um, my friend mentioned that she tried the uh, Kim Kardashians, um, but that she wasn't a fan of it. Um, I think maybe it, it did something weird, like it, it peeled off like her, whatever skincare she had on. Like it was like bunching. Right? Oh. Um, but you know, it's like some people are like, this is great. Like, I think yeah. these, these kind of cute. things depend on, yeah, like what, what, what products you're using or whatever. But I know that she definitely has like um, one also. I mean, yeah. I think we definitely need one. So if Black Girl Sunscreen came out with one, I get that shit. Make sure yeah. the nozzle is effective. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it's a mess. Okay. Right. Um, so speaking of Black Girl Sunscreen, that's the one that I actually tried. We're not tried. That's one that I own um, and that I really like. I got it from Target. It was like 18 bucks, I think. So it's a little bit on the cheaper end. And I love it. I really, really like it. Um, it is creamier than the Goop Unsun mm-hmm. that I really like, but it's not oily. So it's easy to spread. It's easy to spread. Yeah. It's easy to spread. Um, and is it tinted? No. Okay. Not tinted, no white cast at all. This is another chemical sunscreen, and it has four of those five ingredients. So it's three percent of um, avobenzone, and ten percent of homosalate, five percent of octisalate, and two point seven five percent of octocrylene. She so, all. Yeah, she threw them all in there. So um, it's not too bad. Those percentages, though, like you can see, three thirteen. 3, 10, 13, plus 5, 18. That's, you know, almost 21% of the formula is active ingredients. Mm. Um, and I forget, what did you say? What did we say was the max allowed by FDA? Oh, that's physical. That's for physical. That was, yeah, that's for physical. And so it has um, standard polymers. I was trying to figure out, like, what about it? makes it so creamy. I was actually expecting it to be like a silicone that was one of the high, um, like high concentration active, inactive ingredients, but, um, but that wasn't the case. And so the silicone is what gives you your slip. It's what makes it uh, silky and it's what kind of gives it that creamy, that creamy feel. Um, your polymers is what makes it an actual like cream and then the silicones is what makes it feel silky so because it felt so silky or feel silky I was like oh there's gotta be like a high level of dimethicone but I didn't see that silicone until like further down in the ingredient list and Mm. for all of our listeners I'm not sure if we mentioned this previously but typically the ingredients on any cosmetic product is in list it's in descending order so the highest amount of um, ingredient is listed first Mm -hmm. we mentioned it oh we did okay great but what I will say is it may be because this is a polymer base not a water base so it's possible that that might that might so the so the first ingredient is in water no Mm -hmm. oh yeah unless they unless they just went by um oh you know what Take that back, take that back, take that back. This is an alphabetical order. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, So I don't have the actual bottle with me. It's upstairs. So what was probably probably the first ingredient? 
one of my other friends, she just bought the kids version of Black Girl Sunscreen. She said oh, it's amazing. Okay. She said it's, it's super good on, yeah. on her, yeah. her little baby son. Oh, you know, it's speaking of that, this is random. I saw this little girl at the beach um, over the weekend. She was so adorable and she had physical, you could tell it was like a physical sunblock. It was just all over her face. It was, she was just so cute. That had nothing to do with anything other than the fact that you told me somebody's baby had it. So I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's it. Uh, um, okay, so let's talk about physical sunscreens. So physical sunscreens yeah. are mineral sunscreens. Mm-hmm. Um, we already kind of discussed like what they do as far as the UV rays, like literally bouncing off off the barrier. Yeah. Um, and you don't use any, you don't use any like physical sunscreen. So it's just little me. I don't. Yeah. And I don't use it really because of the white cast. That's the only reason I don't use it is because I'm like, I just, I don't want that cast on me. That's fair. But what, what, what prompted you to use it? Is it because it's mineral? Yeah. You know, I like, if, if I can, yeah, if I could find like a, a less chemical, anything I'm like you know let me let me lean into it um and I found out about unsun I know we keep saying the word unsun like goop super goop has a a brand called unsun or has a product called unsun but there's also an actual um mineral sunscreen called unsun like that's the entire uh brand um and I tried the tinted one and the regular one Wait, Unsun, who, who's the person behind that? Uh, That's not me. Look, I'm about to butcher her oh, name. Oh, sorry. I thought K- it was... Katanya Bro, Frank Ocean Mama. Oh, well, I thought it was somebody who was, who is like prominent as some sort of status. Okay, I didn't realize it was his mom. Okay. Yeah, it's his mom. Um, So, yeah, it's beautiful. But okay, so the... Again, the tinted one, you got to blend that shit in. Like, you, you, you got to focus. You got to check the light. Um, but it's, it's great. Like, it, it feels soft. It does have, have slip to it. I don't know how she does it. Um, I know the regular has 3% zinc oxide. Um, mm. And we're allowed up to 25%. Um, mm. So I don't know why only 3%. Um, and then it's 3% titanium dioxide, which is a gentle ingredient that's great for sensitive skin. Um, the, the product is, is white because both zinc oxide and titanium dioxide operate as whitening agents. Um, yeah. but there, but there is no white cast. Um, oh, it doesn't leave a white cast. Mm-hmm. And again, like, that's why I think that you should also try it, you know, mm-hmm. like to see how it shows up on, on your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'd I tried be it now. Yeah. and then my homegirl tried it, but we're of similar complexion. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So 3% of both of those active ingredients. So a total yeah. of six. Okay. So it's like, why though, when, when you can have up to 25%, like why yeah. so little? It becomes, um, really a, a matter of what works well for the formulation, um, specifically with those two, I believe anything more than 10% just makes the formulation really difficult to manage. Okay. Meaning there's going to be some sort of trade-off. If you increase the percentage of active ingredient, you may not get as good slip, as good, like the texture feel may be compromised. So it's, it's a balancing act between 
what's going to be effective against the sun and still give you good texture, good feel, um, good absorption, good payoff on the skin. I know that the inactive ingredients are really cute too. Um, it has shea butter, so uh, anti-inflammatory. Green tea, leaf extract, also mm -hmm. anti-inflammatory. Um, silica, not to be confused with silicone, silica, which mm -hmm. um, absorbs excess moisture and oil from skin surface. And say it again, glycerin. Oh, glycerin, there you go, <laughs> there you go. Glycerin, oh, and it has a allantoin, how do you say that? I'll spell it. A-L-L-A-N-T-O-I-N. Allentoin. Allentoin. Antoine. Antoine, that's you? Antoine. What you doing in this? Which is really great for hydration and is also um, anti-inflammatory. So I, I think it's a really great, nice. great product if you have oily skin, if you have sensitive skin. I have combo skin and I loved it. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely worth it. I think even if you find that maybe like the tinted one mm. isn't for you, I think it could be worth it um, to get the. Oh, you know what? Actually, I lied because I had my friend's husband who is dark skin. Mm -hmm. He tried on the the regular one, and I mean, he put that shit on like no mirror. He just whipped it, and we were actually jealous because we were trying on the tinted one, and we were like, "Oh, we need a mirror because <laughs> we look we look crazy." But he just put that on like doo -doo -doo. right. So. I think I think you will like it. Okay, let me keep that in mind for sure. I think you will like it. Um, I also tried. Oh, here I go. Do I even? Okay, I'm I'm just gonna get into it. Um, Eleven by Venus, um, which is a mineral serum, right? So I was interested in this one because it's supposed to come out like a serum, right? So you already know. Are you are you supposed to apply it? Like, where does it go in your order of routine? It's supposed to in go your routine order. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> order of products? Order of products, right? It's supposed to go after everything. Like okay. after your moisturizer, like like you do your whole routine, then you add this this serum. Um, I think it also said that yeah, it definitely goes over moisturizer and under makeup. Okay. Right? Um, so it's fifty dollars. SPF 35, um, as opposed to Unsun, which is SPF 30 and it's $16. Um, so. <laughs> Spit it out. <laughs> okay. So it has 25% zinc oxide, right? Which is the max and no titanium dioxide. Um, it's vegan and cruelty-free and it's rooted in natural or naturally derived ingredients. Okay. Um, I tried to make this work for weeks. Um, I was, I, I even watched videos on it and looked at reviews because I was trying to figure out what I was doing wrong. Like I, I purchased it from Credo and a lot of the like negative reviews, negative meaning like people gave it like one star or two stars, uh, they mimicked my experience for whatever reason on top of my regular skincare, it just does not blend in. It literally just kind of like, I don't Sits. know what to call it besides like peel it creates like a it's peel it's probably because it has such a high level of the active ingredient like that's what i mean by the formulation being compromised the higher you go would you say 25 percent of 25 percent yeah that's yeah. probably why but it feels beautiful like mm. i try to apply it as a serum you know like i just put it 
I mean, because it, it comes in a container and you just, you know, you drop a bit. Oh, it has a little dropper too? It has a little dropper, right? I, I was like, this is clearly a serum. You apply it as a serum. You don't. You have to apply it as a sunscreen. So typically, if you have a serum and you can drop it or you can place it in your hands and then you pat, you know, you pat. Um, that doesn't work. So you can't actually use it as a serum. You actually need to rub it in like a sunscreen, right? Mm -hmm. um, but at the time, I let my partner try it, who's a dark-skinned man. He washed his face, um, and then he just applied it. Perfect. Perfect. Like, it did not peel. It just, it was perfect. And I was like, but that's because he doesn't have anything on his skin. Yeah. I can't actually use a sunscreen where I can't yeah. actually ap apply any other products. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just wouldn't use it. Um, mm -hmm. So what I did is I gave it to my homegirl. And she went out to brunch, right? She, she goes out to brunch. She maybe comes to my house five, four or five hours later, right? Um, after just being exposed to life. I literally watched her apply it. It did not peel. So I was like, maybe it works if you do not have anything on your skin or if your yeah. other skincare has sat for hours. Yeah. Which is just unrealistic for me. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I gave it like five minutes before I put it on but it's like that's all I'm willing to give so I gotta get the fuck out the house right but you know now that I'm thinking about it I wonder if that serum like consistency mm -hmm. maybe it's intended for you to kind of just use that product on its own like with like you said without a lot of product I think so I mean because yeah. that's what a lot of the reviews were saying like yeah. some people were like but but reviews are also tricky because one person gave it four stars and still said how it didn't actually work. And I was like, are you a black woman? Because you know how we, we, we hate to it. say anything back in. Yeah. I literally was just going to say, she's trying to support. It's okay. She's trying to support. And I was like, I feel it because it's, it's difficult for me to say that it didn't work for me, you know, like, because I love it. Like it came out. So when it's actually on, like it gave my partner a very slight, like sheen, but mm. you know, still like not a feminine sheen. Like yeah. it just was a nice, like it, it looked so good on him. Like mm -hmm. I was, I was jealous. I wanted that, but then I also want to put on, you know, a serum. Yeah. I also want to put more your stuff. More, yeah, you know, I need other stuff so my skin don't feel dry. Like if I just wash my face and put on a, a SPF, like I still be like, you know, like tight. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and the really interesting thing, so it's it's created by this company called Cyberderm, which is a Canadian company, um, and they also create. Mm, I messed this up. Ava Issa Sun E Serum Drops, right? Uh, and this is like a cult favorite. Like people love these these drops. Um, SPF 35 is like $35. Um, but it's created by, by the same company and it appears to have like a lot of the same ingredients. Like the ingredients mm. are damn near identical. And people love that Ava Issa. So mm. I'm like, I was thinking about getting it just to figure out like what the difference, the difference is. is. Yeah. You know, but... I mean, my homegirl now has a $50 bottle of, you know, <laughs> serum SPF and she loves it. And, you know, I just, enjoying it. Yeah, somebody's enjoying it. You know, like I, I really wanted it to work for me. And right. it doesn't mean that if she comes out with something else, I won't try it. I just need a sample first. I just yeah. think a sample would have really made my day. Do people get, what, what is, can we talk about that real quick? What is the sampling world like these days? 
It's amazing. Like, Let me tell you. Doing samples? What do you mean? I get all the fragrance samples. It smell good. Like I oh, have. I do, I ten. do a lot of fragrance samples. I, that I do. Sephora's not open, right? It's still not open. I haven't. Uh, not. Not physically, but they send but, me my samples through the mail. Well, yeah, no, no, no. But I was saying, I was wondering. Like you know, I used to go to Sephora and be like, "Oh, can I try a sample of this?" And they'll put it in the little plastic. Oh yeah, yeah. Give it to you. I don't know what. Anyway, that was that was random. But oh, I was just wondering. I mean, but there are companies. Oh, let me see. Is it is it the Derm store that sends me makeup samples? The Derm store sends yeah, me. Yeah, oh. girl, get into it. They sent me. I was trying to figure out which bronzer I wanted, and they sent me two little samples of the bronzer, and they sent me a little fifteen uh, percent off for my next order. So mm, the lip bar also does samples of their foundation. So you can figure out I bought like the whole fast face kit in the beginning of March and ended up with nowhere to go, but <laughs> I bought it too. And I can't lie. Uh, I'm not good enough at makeup to even have a fast face. <laughs> I can't. That's why I got it. I, I was lie. like, all right, this seems, this seems easy enough for, for somebody. I was like, it doesn't matter how many times I watch the owner use that little brush when it's on me, it'd be too much. I'd be like, what am I doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> but when I had my homegirl Courtney like use it on me, she was easy because she she kills makeup. Like she does Got such it. a great job. Like for me, it just I just I I mean it's working. I just I have to realize that it's not gonna be fast. It don't matter. Like it's just not. It's I don't have the skills to actually have a fast face. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. That makes sense. That makes sense at all. Um, and back to sunscreen. My back bad. to sunscreen. I know. Uh, Oh, so my final mineral sunscreen. This one is my absolute favorite. This is the Kinship Non-Nano Oxide. Mm, You do like that one. This is my shit. Okay, so it's 22.4% zinc oxide. Ooh, Uh, look at that. It also has aloe vera um, and turmeric, and it's $25. And it's called like self-reflect. It does have like a very light sheen, mm-hmm. but it's so beautiful. Nice. It blends so well. And, and again, because it is a mineral sunscreen, you got to give it like 30 seconds right. for it to just kind of settle. Mm-hmm. Once it's settled, you'll feel so good about yourself. <laughs> Kinship. Okay. They've been on it's, my list. It's so great. Like, I love it. I've been using it for, I feel like a month now. You know, because I was like, I don't want to talk about like liking something. I used it once and I'm like, cool, I like it. I was like, how does it actually work? Yeah. I love it. It's yeah. It, nice. it feels good on your skin. Like, it's this really, really good product. I actually have it right here. Yeah, I love it. And the smell isn't like, it's, it's not like a smell smell. I know sometimes products just behind smelling like sunscreen. It don't really smell like sunscreen. What does it smell like? It has like a, a flavor scent? No, no. It smells like makeup, like foundation. How many ounces is that? That's a that's a that's not a bad size bottle. One point seven five. Oh, okay. and you only need a little. Like, don't even yeah. play yourself. You just need a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I know you wanted to try this one. There are two that I do want to try. So I do want to try um, as far as mineral sunscreens, bio biosense, squalene. Oh, yeah. I've tried some samples from that brand, not the sunscreen in particular, but I like everything I've tried from that brand so far. Um, I know that this is, sorry, you said two. There's another one. Oh, yeah. And as far as chemical sunscreen, um, 
the one that, that Kate mentioned, the Tula Protect Your Glow. Because oh, yeah. that has pineapple and papaya. And I love any product that got pineapple in it. I just think it has a super amazing texture. So I'm going to yeah. get into it. So actually, um, I literally just remembered this and I'm not even fully prepared to discuss it, but years ago, maybe like three years ago, I'm just going to throw it out there. There is a Shiseido sunscreen that I use. This is actually what really got me into the kick of wearing sunscreen daily. It is one of the best products I've tried. It comes in like the little blue bottle. I think it's like SPF 30. And Kalana Barfield is actually the one who recommended it. Again, this is like- I love her and everything yeah. she, she got. <laughs> right. This is years ago. Um, like, I think I just came across her talking about it on Instagram or something. I think it was like a what's in my bag type of situation. Um, but it is a really, really good sunscreen. And maybe what I'll do is just add a few lines about it in the show notes. Is it a cream? So I mean, a cream or a stick? It's a cream. Oh, I see it right here. The ultimate SPF 50? Yes. Yes. That's it. That's it. It's only yes. $25 on my I, girl Sephora. I wish I um I had remembered it. It was it's an amazing product. It's super, you know, from what you describe of glow screen, I feel mm. like it may kind of give a similar payoff. Um, but it's super, it's super soft, super silky and just melts right into your skin. And that was like, and I remember the reason I wanted to try it was because she was like, this does not leave a white cast. It's great for, you know, brown skin, dark skin girls. I literally just remembered it. And it's, um, so let me just clarify. Um, mm-hmm. The mini size, the two ounces for all of your travel habits uh, is $25. <laughs> the standard size, the five ounces, uh, $49. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't repurchase it. <laughs> at the time i was like i don't know $50, i don't know but it's also um for face and body mm-hmm. which is great because i yeah. think um it leaves like a, a very slight shimmer which i really love oh okay uh, maybe i will check it out yeah i can't believe i forgot to discuss that but uh it's called synchro shield ultimate sun protector lotion they also have one that's called like urban environment oil free mm. i don't really know the major differences between it but if you say the blue one lit I could try a little travel size the blue one is lit that brings me I'm not sure if we discussed this previously but you don't um, remember nothing we'd be saying do you (laughs) (laughs) that is actually a fact (laughs) I listened back to the podcast when you said it to me I'd be like damn what do we I don't know who said that that? (laughs) I am my Portia off who said that I'm like wow what is that discussion um but they're, oh crap, what was I about to say? Uh, wearing sunscreen in the house. So it wasn't until quarantine started that I started seeing all sorts of like articles and people talking about wearing sunscreen in the house to protect against the rays from your screens because of like the blue light from, um, from computers and from phones and people saying like there was just an increase in screen time and like all the zoom calls and all of that and that um wearing the sunscreen was helping like to fight against the free radicals and whatnot coming from your screens we need sunscreen <laughs> like one more yeah yeah literally i'm exhausted so. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just telling you what they said i you know and just my little final thoughts um i need to find a good body sunscreen now that I know that like the SPF 100 really don't mean nothing (laughs) (laughs) right 
I'm like, because even the one that's a good one. Who? Neutrogena, the Ultra Share. Okay. Because I don't really use it when I, you know, I put on my little spray oil and I figured out what it, like, who was by. It's by Banana Boat. Oh, okay. I put on my little SPF 8 spray oil. And then if I feel like the sun is really just trying to burn me, then I literally just spray on a little SPF 100 on that one area. (laughs) (laughs) You and that little oil that we are not sure whether it should or shouldn't be on the market. (laughs) I'm trying to do better, but I got my face together. (laughs) That's all that matters. I'm like, but but this is probably why I have severe hyperpigmentation on my body because I traditionally have just been, you know, trying to be Naomi. Thanks for joining on this episode. Please remember to subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a comment, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you.